Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today, our topic is about likability. And I guess I have a question for you to begin your thinking along this episode's journey. Is there a difference between being liked and being likable? And I think the question is very, very, uh, you know, exciting to, to pull these terms apart and look at the significance of why these words and how they're used, especially in the context of business, are important. So the need to be liked, also known as the disease to please, is not the same as being likable. And the need to be liked by others relates to the need for approval, for affirmation. Some people call it being needy. And in a leadership position, this can be disaster. And it can cause a significant chance of failure when a leader believes being liked by followers is the gateway to getting support or accomplishing the team's objectives. Hmm. Listen to this. It is better to be respected than liked. And I have spent many years coaching leaders about this distinction. Now, on the other hand, being likable is positive because it is not rooted in pleasing a particular person or group of people. Now, stay with me with this, because being likable is a strategic skill learned by leaders and sales professionals to become successful in any vocation. That's right. Likeability is a skill that can be learned. And likability is rooted in the attraction toward an individual. It is emotional and instinctual because we are social creatures. And if we're social creatures, then you can leverage this. Have you ever met someone that you liked almost instantly? Well, there's a reason. I'm going to share some reasons with you in this episode. And think about this. Synonyms for likability are pleasantness. Someone who comes across as pleasant. Affability. They're affable. Or friendliness. Remember what mom told you when you were little? Go make friends. So I'm going to share with you some tools to be more likable. And they are skill-based in many cases. That means you can learn how to do these things. And I teach aspiring leaders and sales reps how to be likable without needing to be liked. And it may sound crazy. But following are some of the skills you can learn to be more likable. So hang on to your seat. I'm going to give you these skills that you can learn. And I'm going to give you a little insight into how to improve your skill building. So here's number one. Be genuinely interested in others. Instead of making conversation by talking about yourself, 
ask open-ended questions about others. I mean, how many times do you interact with people and they're trying to tell you about their story and their thing and their accomplishment and their product and their resource? You know, their, 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 their stuff. Instead of making conversations by talking about yourself, ask open-ended questions about others. I call these gateway conversations. And I know you're saying, but John, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people. If you are an introvert and don't know how to start a conversation, begin using these three topics. They're easy topics to ask about. Ask about people's family. If they've got kids or grandkids, they love talking about those people. If they're animal people, talk about their pets. Ask questions. And if they have a hobby, ask questions about the hobby. You don't even have to know anything. If they like boating, say, hey, I've never owned a boat. What's, what's, what, what made you love boating? What, what made you decide to get into boating? If they love golf, ask, ask questions. Where do you play golf? How did you learn to play golf? Who taught you to play golf? And I found these three conversation starters to be helpful with most people. And here's what you must resist. Remember, we're talking about how to be genuinely interested in others. Resist the urge to find common ground by talking about yourself. You know the old one-uppers. That's nothing. You should have seen what I went through. Keep asking about them. At some point, the other person will ask about you. And when they do, be brief and honest. Then go back to asking them more questions. Answer their questions but pivot right back to them. That's number one. Number two, smile big and smile often. There is a science to smiling that starts when we are babies. Smiles are the symbol that gets rated with the highest positive emotional content, says scientist Andrew Newberg. I mean, think about that. Babies can recognize our smile and they smile back. And smiles stimulate our brain's reward mechanism, get this, in ways that even chocolate cannot match. Scientists studied our ability to distinguish between genuine and fake smiles. And guess what? Even a fake smile is unable to detect. It still causes the same reaction. So in this case, you really can fake it until you make it. And when you smile more, you feel happier. And we feel happier around children because they smile all the time. Get this. On average, children smile some 400 times a day. No wonder you're happy around kids. Happy people still smile 40 to 50 times a day. And the average person only smiles about 20 times per day. Can you imagine that? If you desire to be more successful in life, start smiling more often. And there's an, there's an intrinsic benefit. Smiling also leads to a decrease in the stress-induced hormones that negatively affect your physical and mental health. It's healthy for you to smile. So just do it. The next one. Remember, these are skills. Remember people's names. I'm not blessed with an excellent memory and I have self-diagnosed ADD. I must work hard to remember names. But if you do, 
I want you to remember that a person's name is the sweetest and most important sound they can hear. And it's usually the first word we recognize as an infant. Even before we can talk, we recognize our name. It may not be the first word we speak. However, we often hear our names. And this results in an imprinting on our brains. And according to the Institute of uh, Study of Childhood Development, this was a 2006 study. Hearing your name is considered a self-representational behavior. And other self-representational behaviors include recognizing your image in a mirror, using adjectives to describe yourself, or expressing your mental state. So smiling makes you feel good. Hearing your name also makes you feel good. And they found in this study that there is a unique brain activation when somebody hears their name. And these patterns are like the patterns the brain exhibits during other self-representational behaviors. Because hearing your name causes your brain to react as if you're engaging in the behaviors and thought patterns that serve as some of your core identity and personality makers. Yes, hearing your name feels good. You will be more successful when you remember to use people's names often. I do it in texts. I do it in emails. I do it in phone calls. I do it in conversations. Use their names. Now, another skill you can learn to be likable is be a better listener. While this is closely related to showing genuine interest, it is not the same. There are skills you can learn to be a better listener. You can show genuine interest and not listen to what someone is saying. And I want you to hear this. There is a difference between hearing someone and listening to understand. Now I have to pick on the extroverts. The extroverted sales reps struggle with this skill. They listen to form a response instead of listening for meaning. And I teach the use of three labels to make you a better listener. These labels are, it seems like, it looks like, it sounds like. Use these three labels to listen more effectively. If someone tells you that there is something important about the problem they're trying to solve, use a label. It seems like this is a real big deal to you. And then just shut up. Don't step on your label. Let your label do the work. And if you want to become a better listener, you must see every conversation as an opportunity to learn and expand your knowledge and understanding. Use your labels. Ask your questions. But listen to the deeper meaning behind the answers that they give you. Here's another skill you can learn to be more likable. Suspend your own agenda. Folks, we all have an agenda. It can be how we want to move forward with a business project. It could be where we want to have lunch. It could be our views on a discussion. We all have an agenda. 
And if we are always have our own agenda in mind, we are unable to understand and empathize with others. Hmm. It's natural to have an agenda, but we need to suspend it to better understand and engage with others. In my training, I call this the message behind the conversation. What, are, what is it they're really after? What are they wanting me to hear? What are they wanting me to help them with? It can also be referred to as the problem to be solved. What's the problem we're trying to solve here? That's their agenda. They want to solve their problem. And finally, here's another skill. Make the other person feel important. I want you to remember this. Every human is the hero of their own life journey story. And sincerity is essential with this skill. You can't fake this. People will pick up on a fake uh, sincerity very quickly. But I love, love, love this quote by Mary Kay Ash. She said she learned to imagine an invisible sign around each person's neck that reads, make me feel important. Don't you love that? If you want to be likable, make people feel important. People may not remember what you said. People may not remember what you did. But people are always going to remember how you made them feel. You made them feel important. Because we all want to be noticed. We all want to be appreciated. And we all want to be respected. We want to believe that what we are doing really matters. And this quote reminds us that if it is true of us, It is also true of the people around us. So if you want to be likable, make them feel important and reinforce their self-esteem and that vital need to belong. The more you can help fill this need, the better people are likely to be. Make them feel important. Now, the need to be liked and the skill to be likable are distinct. They're separate. They're different. One is needy and one is a skill. One is rooted in finding self-worth and the other is a skill to be learned and hopefully mastered. I can be likable and not need you to like me. Does that sound crazy? I can reinforce these skills and be likable and not need you to like me. I can be likable and not feel compelled to please you. Whether holding someone accountable as a leader or closing a deal as a sales representative, you can be likable without the fear of not being liked. And get this, you can learn to trust your likability skills without the insecurity that accompanies the need to please others. Don't you love those? So what I want you to take away from today's podcast is this lesson. I can learn skills to be more likable without the need to have people actually like me. I don't have to please everyone. I can be likable. I can deploy these skills in my life and be a better human 
without the need to be liked. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Subscribe. I will let you know every time I drop a new episode. And please share this podcast with others. I know that there are some pleasers, people infected with the disease to please in your life, and they need to hear this message. Share this on all your social media platforms. Let's help eradicate the disease to please. And if you want more information, if you want to interact with me, if you want to send me a message, you can easily reach me at www.johngrubs.com. That is www.johngrubs.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your comments on this or any other episode. I would love to get ideas for future podcast topics. I would love to hear your story. This podcast is is something that I give to people. And because you give me the most precious gift in return, your time, your attention, your focus. If you go to my website, www.johngrubs.com, I will give you a free book. I will give you one of my leadership books. You can download it as a PDF file, or you can download it as a Mobi file. If you read your books on Kindle, you can have a book for free just by being a loyal listener to this podcast. And I'm so blessed for the listeners that we have around the world. We have listeners on every continent that are just true fans of this work. And I'm so appreciative of each of you. I'm so appreciative of the time you take to listen to my work. You know, this podcast is for people who are crazy, crazy enough to go against the grain, crazy enough to be different, crazy enough to escape the zombie apocalypse of ordinary, average, or common. And I want you to remember this lesson. If people are criticizing you for being different, then they are the zombie apocalypse. They are the ones infected with average. They're infected with ordinary. They're infected with common. This is a podcast for people who are crazy enough to do things others will not do. And as I tell people all the time, if you're not going big enough to have some haters, go get some haters. Go get some critics. Critics are usually an indication that you're going in the right direction. And I want you to hear this, going big, going bigger than normal, 10xing what you normally do, going large is the vaccination for the infection of average. It prevents you from being average. Remember, we don't know what our potential is until we reach a failure point. Go so big that failure is baked in your life. You don't know how much you can bench press until you reach a weight you can no longer lift. Live your life that way. Go so big that you demand failure. You encounter failure. You approach failure with the idea that it is one stepping stone towards whatever it is you're attempting to reach in life. You can't do it today, but you can do it tomorrow. You fail today, but you're going to win tomorrow. I love the underdog stories. I love the, the teams that win when everyone else says they couldn't do it. And guess what? 
A better team may beat you nine out of ten times, but but you play for that one in ten chance of beating the better team because you're crazy enough to believe you can. You're crazy enough to chase your dreams. You're crazy enough to do things when everyone else around you calls it crazy. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.